everybody. Today we got another episode of the B&J podcast now, as uh, we've gone through a little bit of a rebrand. It's myself, Blake Purser, here today with my boy, my friend, Josh Ferrari. And <laughs> today's a, a little different because I had a long work week. I didn't get to plan anything at all. Josh is always tired. Um, so today's just going to be a relaxed episode. We're not we're not reading off of a script. We really don't have very many bullet points. This episode may be a little bit shorter. We're trying to work in these into our um, you know our stream of episodes and what comes out. Um, you know, every now and then we'll just throw in one of these little relaxed episodes and just sit here, kind of chat sports. Um, next week we will com- be coming to you with the preseason, the college football preseason episode. And then probably the week after that, because I know Josh really wants to talk about the NFL, and NFL preseason is starting in two weeks, so we're going to be getting into that um, as football, you know, comes closer and closer, and the things that are going to come with the football season, big trades, Aaron Rodgers, um, you know, things of that nature. But we got a lot to talk about today. Um, Josh, the big thing, uh, I think you want to talk about this, and it's in baseball, um, the Cleveland Indians. Are no more, no longer a team. It's now the Cleveland Guardians. I want to yeah. want to get your opinion on that. The new baseball team. Well, not technically not a new baseball team, but just a rebranding of the Cleveland Indians. Well, I find it interesting that they skipped the step that the Washington football team went to. They didn't go and just become the Washington. I mean the the Cleveland the, baseball club. <laughs> the I Cleveland guess. baseball team. So they just went straight to the new team name. And I mean, I'm not one. I don't want to be someone that talks for a different group that I'm not technically a part of. But I don't know how offensive it, the name Cleveland Indian, Indians was. So if there was a cry for it, then sure, change it. Yeah, It doesn't bother me. I mean, I'm not a fan of the Cleveland Indians. I don't have any <laughs> affiliation with them. So. No, I, I'm, not, I, I'm not either. But um, I, look, the, the Indians were a very the, – uh, the Chief Wahoo logo – Yes, I understand people find it offensive, and if that's the case, then yeah, a rebrand is necessary. Um, you know, baseball is a game for everybody. You don't want to ostracize a certain group of people or make a certain group of people feel that they're not accepted or that they're being um, represented in society not correct. I, I'm losing my words here, but right. um, misrepresented in society. That's what I was trying to say. So, yeah, if that's the case and you want to – you know, fix that, definitely go through a rebrand. Um, now, the name The Guardians, I absolutely hate. Yeah, I'm not a fan of the new name. The Guardians, it sounds like, like, have you ever seen that movie, um, oh, what was it? It was like The Tooth Fairy yeah. with Dwayne The, with Rock, Dwayne Johnson. the Rock Johnson and, and Madison he, Pettis. And he was in, like, the their NFL, like, in that movie, and I think his team, like, it, it's like a movie team name. Like, right. The Guardians, that's something out of cinema. That's not an actual team name. Um, I think one of the XFL teams with uh, the defunct, the they tried it like three times, the uh, defunct WWE Football League. Um, I, I just, I'm not a big fan of the Guardians. Um, you know, the city of Cleveland is home to the Rock and Roll uh, Hall of Fame. Right. They could have gone with something with that. I mean, could have been the Rockers? The, I, I uh, see there's that. already the Rockies. There's the Rockies, and there, it would my thought is it would probably be too close to the to the Rockies, and that may have been their thought as well. But that being said, there's more options for Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, like names that you could get. Yeah, 
I mean, you could have gone with the Rollers. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, anything is better than the Guardians. It just sounds so gimmicky. It sounds – it just doesn't sound real. It's like if your football team or your baseball team was named the Dragons. Like, it just – yeah, it's a team name. Don't get me wrong. But it's like Little League. No, you, there's no professional team. Like, it, it's – I don't know. I, do, I don't like the Guardians. Um, I wish maybe that they could have done what the uh, the Washington Redskins did and at least wait a year – until you can go through a full rebrand, pick a better team name, and then go from there. Also, has Washington unveiled their new team name? I don't... Did I, they? I think I saw something about the Wolfpack the other day. The Wolfpack? Maybe. Ah, man. I don't know if you could look that up. Well, we do have our computers today. Um, so, we're not just going to be saying, I believe this, I believe that. Josh will be fact-checking me. But I don't think I've seen anything that uh, shows us the new Washington uh, football team name and logo and colors and all that. I'm assuming they're going to stick with the same colors just because it's so deeply ingrained in that area now, and everybody's got a Redskins jersey, so they're really not going to want to have to go buy all new colors and, you know, stuff like that. So I'm sure they'll probably stay with the same colors. But no, they haven't They haven't released any new names yet. Man. So, But you have to think, the Indians had to have been – Knowing that this is coming. Yeah, there's no way they didn't. Like, they saw what occurred in Washington. They knew that this they were course next. of action was coming next. So, why wouldn't you? You Maybe that's why. Maybe they thought this through and this was their best idea. Which, but, if that's true, that's pretty pathetic. I just, I don't understand also why they did it in the middle of the season right after the All-Star break. Usually, you go through a rebrand at the end of the season. That's very true. I'm thinking this is off season right now. No, but it yeah, it's the middle of the season. This what is the get, heart gonna, of the season. They're just gonna have new jerseys tomorrow. Yeah. I, well, the thing is too, if you look at their logo and their new uh, font or font, however you want to say it, that is a word that always gets me. Um, it's it's not that different from their original. Like the logo itself is still the same. It's just I'm sorry, it's not the the Chief Wahoo logo. It's the it's like. Remember how it would say Indians and it would have the line underneath it like every baseball team does? And it's it's the exact same as the Indians were. It's just a little bit different of a font, but it's really not that different. And then their other logo, I guess they're... It's kind of got the Thor wings on there. Yeah. Like the wings on Thor's helmet. You talk, there's the one with the, the two uh, Gs on the baseball. I, yeah, it's weird. I didn't like that one at all. I thought you could have at least kept the C. Because I loved their C logo. It was different. You know, usually, like, teams, like, if you'll see, like, um, the Minnesota Twins, the C in their logo of the, you know, the Twin Cities, it's just the Cincinnati Red C. Right. The, all, the, so many teams use that that C for their, um, their logos. I mean, Turling's Catholic here in Lafayette has the same exact logo. And it's I mean, all it's similar of, to the Bears. Yeah. I, I just... It's, it's extremely similar to the Bears. It may be the exact same one, just a different color. So I don't get it. It, I, it is. It is? It, it's, yeah. it's like uh, – The Bears just have an outline around theirs. Yeah, it's like Green Bay and uh, Georgia. They have the same logo, just different colors. Right. But the Cleveland C, while it was, it was plain, it was recognizable. And, look, I, I don't want to offend anybody, and if I'm speaking out of turn here – Please let me know because that's not what I'm trying to do here on this podcast, and I really don't want to get political. But I loved the Chief Wahoo logo. I thought it was one of the most recognizable logos in baseball and in sports in America. Um, 
That being said, if people were, if people didn't like it, you know, uh, and you were offending a, a group of people, then yeah, I'm sorry. As historical as it is, you got to get rid of it. Um, and you know, in today's world, but man, it, it was just, it was a good logo. Um, it was really recognizable. And I loved the colors of the Indians, um, the the baseball team. And look, I'm sad to see it go, but it, if that's the right move, then I 100% agree. Um, you know, we got to be progressive and move forward and not, you know, live in the past. So. Right. But that begs the question, um, you know, what team's next? Maybe the Braves? Maybe. Braves, I, I believe – I could be wrong on this, Josh, if we want to look it up. I believe a Brave was like a young Native American warrior. I, I want to say I heard that before about a um, – that's what a Brave is. And that's where um, obviously the Atlanta Braves got their logo. I could be completely wrong, but if you look on their jerseys, their throwbacks, they have like a Native American-style pattern on the shoulders of the Braves jerseys. Um, then you got to think, what about the Florida State Seminoles? What about the um, – is it the Minnesota, the Chippewas? No, Minnesota's the Gophers. Um, Central Michigan, I want to say they're the Chippewas. So, you know, what happens with those teams? Do those teams get the rebrand and have to change their name? I don't think so. I can't find anything about what you were saying, but <laughs> I'm also I'm also looking, like, pretty quick, so. Yeah, it's all good. But um, just, I would think, Probably next would be the ones that are actually named after tribes. I don't think so, though, because it's the actual name of the tribe. You're representing that tribe. You're not it, – it's not like um, a slang name like Redskins was. Right. Redskins was a derogatory term. This isn't. That's just – that's the name of the people, and they're you know specific to that region. So right. I think that's going to depend on whether or not – that tribe comes out and says, hey, we don't want that. Yeah. And if they do, they're going to have to change it. If not, then they're either okay with it or they don't care enough to try to make it change. You know what I mean? I, I definitely don't see Florida State changing. No. I don't, I, I, they have the um, an actual you know Native American, an actual Seminole, ride out on a horse before every game and you know uh, throw the spear in the ground. I, I think the, the Seminole people – and I, I, again, I could be speaking out of turn here, but I think that they're they're proudly represented by the Florida State Seminoles and such a notorious program across all sports in America. And I think they they if I were them, I would like that representation. Um, but then again, I'm not. So right, it's it's not on me. It's not my decision to make, uh, or even really Florida State's. It's those people. You know, I wouldn't want if I didn't like somebody going out there with the name, you know, the Opelousas Blakes. <laughs> or yeah, you know something like that name, terrible team name i'd probably have something to say and be like hey you're using my name and i didn't give you permission to use it but look i mean it, it's a strange world we live in now it's everything's crazy who knows the new york yankees could get rebranded who cares you know it's still baseball it's still football but um speaking of football man how about uh texas and oklahoma i'm gonna let you take the lead on this one because I think it is the dumbest idea they have ever had trying to join the SEC. And why is that? Well, first off, Texas, you can't win the Big 12 now. With What, what does the Big 12 have? Eight teams? Ten teams? And half of them are in Texas? Your biggest game every year is Oklahoma. You can't beat them. Oklahoma has you 
is far superior to Texas. They have ascended above them in football and uh, except, you know, not in baseball, but definitely in football. And Texas now wants to come to the SEC and try to run the gauntlet. That is that is mind boggling. Texas only hope is that they could get into the SEC East, which I would hate because I, I don't even like how Missouri is in the SEC East. But that would be their only hope is if OU went to the West and Texas went to the East. But look, Texas, you're not going to beat out Alabama, LSU, Auburn, Mississippi State, Georgia, Florida for recruits. You're not going to do it. You're, one of your big selling points right now to, to college athletes or I'm sorry, to recruits is that Texas is, you know, Premier, Texas is back. Texas plays in the Big 12, the best football conference on the planet. False. Uh, exactly. And now you're going to be in the SEC. And, well, you could now you can 100% say Texas is in the best conference on the planet because you are. But the thing is, when you're going 6-6 six and six every season, it's going to be a little hard to sell recruits. You're not going to pull recruits out of Louisiana. Our recruits here in the state of Louisiana either go to LSU or Alabama. That's just facts. Alabama gets, you know, the picks of the picks. Alabama can go into any state they want, take your number one recruits, and then laugh it off. You know, it's no big deal to them. But Texas isn't going to be able to do that in the SEC. No, not at all. They don't – I don't understand this, Texas, if you're listening, and we know you are. Stay in the Big 12. That is what's best for you. You will not ever make it to an SEC championship. Oklahoma, you won't either. I could see you faring better in the SEC than Texas will. Texas is, they're nowhere near the level that the SEC is on. No, not as a whole. You don't understand when you're going week in and week out and you're playing teams like Baylor, Iowa State, TCU, that's great. But you can't even go undefeated there. No. Now, if you're going undefeated every year... Yeah, it's time to move up in conference. Yeah, they can't even make it to the Big 12 championship. Alabama can't. They can't move up anymore. They've, Alabama's they they are at the pinnacle of the pinnacle. Alabama's only step up is the NFL. Yeah, and that's just you have to play college. And they may win the Super Bowl there. Yeah. <laughs> but Texas, I can tell you, if you come to the SEC, you will get drummed by Kentucky. These SEC teams are nothing to play around with. And everybody always says, oh, well, they never really fare well in the bowl games. That's because if you're in the SEC, it's national championship or bust. Right. You're telling me Alabama's getting all up and excited if they go 10-3 and three and have to play in the Capital One Bowl? No. No. They don't care. That's like when they lost to Utah, and I, I think it was the Sugar Bowl. Alabama didn't want to play in that game. They didn't care. They didn't make it to the national championship. That's why they didn't show up to play. And the score, you know, proved it. it it's... It's so just dumb that Texas would think that they have a chance. And another thing is, Texas has the Longhorn Network. Texas basically controls the Big 12. It, the the headquarters. So I'm by Longhorn Network, you mean how the SEC has the SEC Network? Correct. So they just basically have their own. Correct. There's no Big 12 Network. It's the Longhorn Network. Nebraska and Colorado left the Big 12 because of the favoritism of Texas and how everything went through Texas. Every major decision, every, you know, uh, bowl alignment, like which uh, bowls that their conference would send player, or I'm sorry, send teams to because that's how, you know, bowls work. They have certain contracts with certain conferences like the RNL Carriers Bowl with the Sun Belt. 
Right. Um, every every decision was made off of Texas. I'm pretty sure the Big Twelve headquarters were in Austin. Why? Why was why because is Texas, Texas so important? Because Texas was Texas. It's the biggest state. You know, uh, it's the big school. They're in Austin. They're in the state capital. They they control the Big Twelve. So it's basically the Cowboys. Correct. It's okay. exactly like the Cowboys. Overhyped every year. Never can back it up. It makes sense. Um, but that's it, it's not gonna. Everything is going to change if you move into the SEC. Yeah, you're not going to be favored in the SEC. Absolutely not. You're, first of all, you're new. You're new. You're the new guys. Nobody's you don't matter like at you. all in the SEC. No. Like, they pl- they've played these same people every year. You're just the other person now. Okay, I'll put it to you like this. If, if Texas thinks that they could stand a shot, Jimbo Fisher, the head coach of Texas A&M, came out and said that he would go vegan for a year if it meant beating Alabama. That's what football is like in the SEC. Texas— you won't beat Alabama. You won't beat LSU. You came close a couple years ago, and you saw how that went. You're not going to beat Oklahoma. You can't beat them in your own conference. What makes you think you're going to come to the SEC and beat them? And if you're Texas A&M, I'd be, I'd be mad. Oklahoma State's also pretty mad about this decision. Um, they, they're like lobbying for those two teams, Oklahoma and Texas, to stay in the Big 12. Well, because yeah, that's the two flagship teams in that – and if in the, that conference, if, and if they leave, the other the conference folds. The conference folds. Everyone's going to have to scatter and try to grab onto another conference before they get exactly and that pushed would, to the side. You would see a lot of teams going to the Big Ten, I believe, and uh, I could see some teams. They're not going to want to drop out of a Power Five conference, but they may have no choice. Yeah, because the Pac-12 has like fourteen teams, even though they're named the Pac-12. The <laughs> the Big Ten has more than ten teams. So these conferences can only take on so many new teams. And another thing is with the, with this, you have locked rivalries. You're going to throw a wrench in all of that. Right. Because Texas and A&M will now renew their rivalry. So what happens to LSU's rivalry weekend? Do we go back to Arkansas? Because that was the big thing. When Texas A&M came into the SEC, we had one year left of Arkansas, and then that was our big rivalry, even though we've never lost to them. Even in the 74-72 to 72 game, LSU won that game four times. Anybody who watched that knew that. Um, so, and then you got the Red River rivalry. Well, what if they're in different uh, divisions? What if Texas is in the West and OU is in the East or vice versa? How is that going to happen? The SEC only has one locked conference game, cross-conference game. Like, LSU's is Florida. Alabama lucked out and got freaking Tennessee, um, who is not – I'm pretty sure they send out, you know, uh, just UREC players, like rec league guys, to play for their football team. Um, so it, it, it just this will throw a wrench into everything. It will completely shift the balance of college football because the Big Twelve will surely go away. Well, what perk do Oklahoma and Texas have of actually coming to the SEC? Because I, they're gonna lose money. They're gonna well, they may get money just for joining, but. They're not going to win a lot of games. They're going to lose a lot of games. They're not going to have the Longhorn Network anymore. Maybe the notoriety. Maybe. I, I don't. But if you come to a new, if you leave your conference where you've been the flagship team, and you suddenly go somewhere that is widely regarded as being better than where you came from, and you suddenly start losing almost all get not I won't say all games <laughs> they're not gonna I guarantee you if Texas Texas's first five years in the SEC they will never win more than seven games a season all right we're gonna lock that in seven wins a season but 
if they go. I don't see a perk in it, really, other than claiming that you're in the SEC. But you're also going to be the most hated besides Alabama. Everybody hates Texas to begin with. Yeah, everybody already hates you, and you're going to put yourself in a position to be more hated because no one wants you there. No one wants you there. You left the Big 12 and just killed that conference. Yeah, you destroyed a conference. Yeah. I, I, I don't see the point in this move. I think it's a horrible decision on their part. Um, the thing is, with the SEC, the the SEC champion is basically a guaranteed bid into the college football playoff. Right. Um, the second best team in the SEC, usually either the team that lost that game or the team that went the SEC championship or the team that went 11-1 and and lost to the team that was in the SEC championship. Right. We'll make it into the playoff. You're going to throw Texas and Oklahoma in there. Dude, your chances of making the playoff are done. Unless yeah, completely. Unless they move to the 12-team playoff, which I want that to happen. Yeah, I was about to ask if we could talk about the playoffs real quick and how they do it in college because I hate it. It's it, one of the reasons that— It's not a playoff. No, it's, it's one of the reasons that I'm less exponentially less invested in college football than I am in pro football because it feels like— and I know it's not technically, but it feels like a popularity contest. Uh, I mean, the thing is, you, you can almost guarantee three teams are going to be in there every year, and one's the parity team. You've got Oklahoma. Right. I'm sorry, not Oklahoma. You've got Clemson, Alabama, and Ohio State. They're going to be there almost every single year. And on, that's three of your four spots and that's taken. Three of your and four then you spots. have one team that actually, ha- if you're not one of those three teams, one out of every college in the nation has a chance to yeah, maybe and make it. Notre Dame's shot is all they're, they're done forever because of the two stinkers that they've put up in the playoff. So then you've got OU Georgia, who usually is the team that would lose the SEC championship or you know lose to some lose to Tennessee or somebody early in the season because Georgia always does that, and that that's what it is. There, there's nobody else who's making it. You're not going to see Michigan make it. You're not going to see Texas make it. You rarely, I don't think, has a Pac-12 team been in there yet? Oregon. Oregon was in the first one. Right. But no Pac-12 teams have really been good lately, or at least to that level. Um, and then you've got, you know, Dabo Sweeney out there saying, well, I don't think that there's 12 teams good enough in the country. Dude, Dabo, let me tell you something. You would lose five games in the SEC. Yeah. You would lose to LSU because I don't care what people say. LSU is a great program and has good football teams year in and year out. They had an off year last year. Auburn is always a hard team to play. Florida, hard team to play. Georgia, a great football team, just can't you know break through, can't get that final thing right. Um, then you've got a team like Kentucky who can be there you know every couple of years. You've got Mississippi State who has had some great football teams. Ole Miss, who is always a pesky team. Ar- well, maybe not Arkansas. But <laughs> well, A&M. I mean, A&M. they got brought in, and I'm sure people were fighting it, just like we're fighting this right now. But uh, A&M's another team that left the Big 12 because of Texas. Right. But they came in, and so is Missouri. They might not be the best SEC team, but I think from what I've seen, they've proven that they deserve to be there. The thing is, Texas A&M, with the exception of last year, is usually a really good uh, baseball team. They're usually yeah, they're very good at baseball, and they have some amazing fans with the uh, the twelfth man. Out, I forget the name of their stadium, but um, like they have like practices for like cheering and stuff. It's it, it's incredible. Um, I knew a, a girl who went to Texas A&M for a little while, 
and it, she was telling me about like how they practice like cheering the night before the game. I mean, it's it's incredible. Um, but th- there's there's no upside for Texas because in baseball you've got a cakewalk in your conference that's gone. The SEC has the best baseball teams on the planet between Florida, LSU, Vanderbilt. Uh, Georgia's there every now and then. Auburn's there every now and then. Ole Miss is an exceptional program. Mississippi State just won it all. I mean, that's you're well, not that, that's gone, right? But we've been talking mostly about football, but overall sports, the SEC is yeah. absurd. They won seven national championships in this past year. Yeah, I, I, it's incredible. I mean, LSU dominates gymnastics. Yeah, um, you know, we dominate baseball. Kentucky had an off year. Basketball is really the only thing that we're not. Right, great at which is weird because I I have seen some amazing basketball players come out of the South. Um, I I don't get that, but Kentucky will be back. Florida's won a couple national championships. LSU has been pretty good lately in basketball. They're getting better and better with Coach Will Wade. Um, so yeah, there's just I I don't see any benefit of them joining the SEC, and I I see this hurting the two teams. I see this hurting more than Texas and Oklahoma or Texas A&M and Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State's big game every year is playing Oklahoma. Right, it's an in-state rivalry. It's that could be gone. Pure hatred between each other, yeah, dude, I'm sure. Dude, uh, Bedlam? Dude, when Storm, uh, Stillwater and Norman get together and they play a football game, that state is on lock. Yeah. Everybody's eyes are on that game. It's just like Auburn and Alabama. That game's gone. That game is literally every year. Yeah, the Iron Bowl. Yeah, the Iron Bowl. You've got you that's one of the few games that I'll watch almost every year. It is just anarchy. Yeah. You never know what's going to happen. You're, you know, your big college football rivalries, and the problem with you switching conferences because these things could go away. I mean, you've got the Iron Bowl. You've got Bedlam. You've got Michigan, uh, Ohio State, even though Michigan never wins. You've got LSU, Bama. You've got um, uh, USC, Notre Dame. You've got Notre Dame, Michigan. Um You've got Florida, Florida State, Florida State, Miami. There's some great rivalries. And if you start switching these conferences around, that's going to go away. And I think Oklahoma State is really mad that they would lose that game. And they're also extremely mad that they would, you know, pretty much be in a conference that's no longer going to be a thing. They would have to start looking for a new home. Um, And Texas A&M is going to get the – dude, Texas A&M is going to get – I don't know the correct word to say here because it's a little bit, you know, um, not user friendly or uh, not safe for work, but um, they're gonna get shafted. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because Texas is gonna take all of their recruits. That's completely, the, that's especially the, because now they're in the SEC. That was one of the big drawing points that A and M had when they came to the SEC was that recruiting is going up. Yeah, you're, you're gonna play in the SEC. Yeah, yeah, we might not be the biggest team in but the SEC, you're playing but in the you're SEC. playing in the SEC, and, you and you're going to get viewed, and you're going to play Alabama, you're going to play LSU, you're going to play all of the big teams that get and, watched. And guess what? Weekly. You get to stay at home and play in the SEC. You don't have right. to go to Alabama or LSU. You can pull Texas kids who want to stay in Texas. Now they're all going to go to Texas. Right. Um, but that's that's the only school I see them pulling recruits from is A&M. They're not going to get any kids from Florida or Georgia. I, I just – Oh, man, I don't see the point in this. Um, hopefully, within the next couple of weeks, we'll have some more development in this. If they do decide to join, I guarantee it's not going to be for this season. It would be for next or in a couple of years because they have to let their contracts with the Big 12 run out. Um, that being said, I want to I shift some focus here. Um, now that the, you know, the pandemic, 
Pandy Wandy. The, the Pandy Wandy. I almost said the pandemic. Um, <laughs> the Pandy Wandy is subsiding, and fans have been brought back. I know people, you know, not everybody who listens to the show watches wrestling or, you know, even cares about it. But you all know who John Cena is. Yeah. He is a fantastic human being. The man's done more make-a-wish, like, um, not they're not donations, uh, like, you know, he does the, the make-a-wish stuff. Like, right. Like, going and visit kids in the hospital. He's done more than anybody I can ever think of. Um, he came back last Sunday uh, in the Money in the Bank pay-per-view. And if you want to, like, just feel good and feel like we're going back to normal, watch when he comes out. It's at the end of the Money Bank, Money in the Bank pay-per-view. Roman Reigns is in the ring. He's the new guy, the new face of WWE's company. Um, also had a battle with leukemia. Uh, so, you know, I'm, I'm happy that he's getting that recognition he deserves and he's being that top guy. But, dude, when John Cena's music hit and you hear those horns and <laughs> – and Michael Cole, one of the greatest wrestling announcers, who knows that John Cena is coming. He's, you know, in everything in the WWE. Every decision, Michael Cole's there. He knows he has to know how the show is going to go because he has to commentate it. Right. And obviously, wrestling is predetermined. Even him, when John Cena came out, he was losing his mind. He was marking out. Um, a marking a Mark is a wrestling fan, uh, like somebody who's deeply invested in it. And marking out is just losing your mind over a wrestler. Where did that term come from? I really don't know. But wrestlers usually call like the the guys who are there in like their forties still watching wrestling. I'm a you mark. Know, that's very funny because one guy I knew when I was a kid, it was one of my only friends that ever was really into wrestling. His name was Mark. <laughs> shout out Mark Woodall. Shout, shout out Mark Woodall. I'm gonna know you're listening. Um, but dude, the the, the pop that Cena got when he came out, and you see. Thousands of fans up on their feet screaming, let's go Cena. Dude, it was insane. And it just made you feel like we were back to normal. And Michael Cole is just losing his mind. And then you've got Pat McAfee next to him commentating, who is I love Pat. one of the most hilarious sports personalities on the planet. You know, you hear Michael Cole scream, it's John Cena. And then you hear Pat McAfee scream, where? Because you can't <laughs> see him. <laughs> Dude, and like it was so quick, and you like if you it was like if you blinked, you would miss it, and you just hear where. <laughs> so funny, dude. But dude, that was incredible hearing that and to watch it. Uh, you can go on WWE's Instagram. I'm sure it was probably on ESPN or Fox because Fox has the uh, the broadcasting rights to SmackDown. It was it was incredible, dude. It was just pure electricity and it was something that you'll only see in a couple of instances wrestling a big return like that or you know like a a game-winning touchdown like right it was pandemonium and it was absolutely incredible I I loved every second of it and it's so just heartwarming to see the country getting back to normal and seeing fans be able to come back and watch what they want to watch you know football baseball wrestling doesn't matter it's awesome it feels good that the world is coming back to a semblance of normalcy after the what year and a half yeah i think it was about a year and a half we've been in this but like i i I don't want to go back but like if you if you really look back on it how much did your life change you know not that much yeah i was working every day anyway yeah it was mainly going online for school and just 
not really having anything outside of the house to do. Yeah. I mean, you and I, uh, with our jobs, we were, you know, considered essential workers. I worked yeah. at a grocery store. You worked at a fast food place. Or not? No, yeah, it's not it's fast food. Kind of fast food. Kind but, of um, it, it, you know, just, you know, it, it, nothing really changed for me, obviously, wearing masks and stuff and, you know, being safe. But right. uh, it, nothing really changed. For me, at least. I, I can't speak for everybody else, obviously, and, you know, the people that were affected by this. Luckily, you and I were not. Right. Um, you know one thing I do miss from when everybody was locked down? Online classes? No. No. There was no traffic ever. No, there really wasn't. Um, dude, I speaking of traffic, and this is going to veer off of sports a little bit, but eh, maybe not really. I went to... Um, the relaxed fit it's fine it's relaxed i went to top golf yesterday right and dude i was absolutely bombing the three wood yesterday i have never hit that many balls straight in my life and of course it would happen when i'm at top golf and not playing actual golf you know a couple months ago in toledo bend it was while i'm there you know drinking a few adult beverages with some friends um but dude it, it was so much fun but man driving through baton rouge and that traffic yeah, whoever designed the the bridge across the Mississippi River, I take the old bridge. I the, mean, the yeah, UEP it's long smart because you're you're not going directly into the heart where all the traffic is. Well, it's the fact that I ten and twelve are basically about to split, so you have every person that's traveling through Louisiana the, for the most part is going to be either going towards Mississippi or towards New Orleans. Yep, and, it and they all bottleneck right there. Right off that bridge, and then you've got you know everybody that lives in Baton Rouge right there. Yeah, so you have drive to the heart, the most congestion that is possible, and it all happens right there in one of the busiest, one of two busiest cities in Louisiana. And see, that's what I love about Lafayette, and that will lead us into our Lafayette minor league teams. Um, but Lafayette just just never changed. Like I absolutely love Lafayette. Don't get me wrong. I love Baton Rouge. I love all the things to do in Baton Rouge. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of fun stuff to do in Baton Rouge. Love LSU. A, you yeah. know, a lot of my friend, my family lives in Baton Rouge. But dude, I love Lafayette, and I will live and die by that. Um, it's one of my favorite places to be. It's it's got the benefit of being like a big city, but in a small town. Like it's the best of both worlds. Right. Um, it's, like I'm from a, re- a pretty small town. You're from Tick Fall. I know that is the from. first any time. That's the first time any of our listeners have found out that Tick Fall was a place. Yeah, or I'm yeah. sorry, no, you're from Independence. No, I'm not from Independence. I'm from Tick Fall. I have a <laughs> lot of friends from Independence. These are real places, people. Real places. Um, but, but <laughs> I mean, I'm from Opelousas. What can I say? Right. Like coming to Lafayette, it was. It wasn't like going to Baton Rouge, where it was a genuine like huge city. But it was, it was a little adjustment because yeah, you know, absolutely, dude. If you hit five o'clock traffic in BR, see you later. You better, yeah. you might as well park your car. Um, but no, that's that's my my favorite thing about Lafayette. Yes, traffic in Lafayette does suck. It's never fun. Nobody likes to sit in traffic. But I will take Lafayette traffic over Baton Rouge traffic any day of the week, twice on Sundays. I will live and die by Lafayette. I love that city. Um, that being said. We talked last week about our Lafayette minor league teams, um, which is something I really want Lafayette to get. I think it would be awesome for Lafayette to get a minor league baseball team, just so it would give us a little more, you know, some more stuff to go do. Um, Also, now that things are getting back to normal, dude, please go out and go to a UL game. Yeah. Go to a football game. 
Go to a baseball game. Go to a softball game. You'll see me almost at every single one filming for, you know, the broadcast department. Go to a baseball game. Go to the softball games. They're fun. They really are fun. And I'm sitting behind a camera the whole time, so I don't even really get to enjoy it like they do. They're fun. Definitely go. But if we had a minor league team, that would be fun as well. But your minor league team, Josh, lay it on me. So what you want first? you want the, the one that I actually think could be viable, or do you want the one that sounds like well, how many no. did you, you just came up with two? Came up with two. I came up with three. Oh, well, look at you go. All right, give me the uh, give me the viable one first. All right. So I thought the Lafayette Redfish. Okay. Yeah. Lafayette Redfish. Gives a little, like, we're, we're Louisiana coastal. kick to it. Yeah, we're coastal. But Lafayette is not, a coastal city. It's not, like, super stereotypical. And I thought that the main color could be, like, a, a silver. Okay, that's interesting. And then a red for, like, the secondary color. Okay. And you, then white for, obviously, like... Yeah, away. every team Stuff has a white like jersey. Right. Um, you you do know that a redfish is really and truly not red. Well, yeah, one of the funniest. Um, but also, if you have a if your name is red and you don't have red in your yeah colors, you're, yeah, you're gonna look <laughs> you can't stupid. you can't have orange. But uh, just to you know go off of that for real quick, we were at the um, New Orleans aquarium one time, and I'm like pointing out fish to my girlfriend, and she's like, "Oh, what's that? What's that yellow fish right there?" I was like, "Oh, it's a redfish." And then we got in like a 35 minute argument over if it was actually a redfish or not, because she thought I was just joking. That um, sounds about right. <laughs> um, but anyway, give me your uh, the one you think is not viable. All right. I thought, because Lafayette is it's nicknamed the Hub City, I thought we could be the Lafayette Hubcaps, and we can have black, yellow, and silver. Is it, so we look like a, a road. Is it crazy that I think that that one's more viable? Really? Well, I mean, dude, you've seen the minor league team okay, names yeah You've got, like, as the a, iron pigs the isotopes the you know yeah like as the sod poodles if we're comparing it to the ones that actually exist yeah that one makes a lot more sense but it I, I mean if it was like a real thing and we were trying not to sound like idiots like the iron pigs or what'd you say the isotopes well that yeah, the isotopes the albuquerque isotopes that one's not bad that one's not bad the sod poodles sod poodles i mean rumble get ponies out. rumble ponies Dude, get out of here. The artichokes? I think that's three episodes in a row. That's a college baseball team. I think every episode we've mentioned the Rumble Ponies that I've been on. We may have. I mean, it's a great name. (laughs) (laughs) I Um, mean, we keep making fun of it, but it's memorable. So, maybe maybe it's not too bad. Yeah. Um, So, for mine, I made three. Um, Do you you want – one's a joke. The two are – and it – I made it as a joke, but the more and more I think about it, it actually might be a really cool idea. Um. And then I have two that I think would be, you know, kind of normal-ish team names. Um, I'll start with the two normal ones. All right. So I figured, because Lafayette is on the Vermilion River, the Lafayette uh, steamboats or the steamers, you know, something along those lines. I I like that. And I would have it, you know, white with steamers written across the chest and blue with, like, gold trim, kind of like the Royals colors. Okay. I really like that. Um and then the other one, to add a little, you know, like kind of Cajun French um, and, you know, this the Acadian history uh, is the Lafayette P-Rogues. Because if okay. you don't know what a P-Rogue is, it's basically a long wooden canoe um, used in duck hunting, used for years and years in this area. Um, and for the P-Rogues, I'd probably go like orange-ish, like maybe kind of like brown's colors. Okay. Just because usually people who use in P-Rogues now, it's in hunting. Like duck hunting, go get the ducks after, you know, you knock them down. So, you know, kind of, a, you know, go with that kind of colorway, like a hunting colorway, but obviously not camo. 
because I can't stand when teams wear camo other camo than Army and Navy. Army and Navy, you can do it all you want. And yeah, Air Force. You've earned the right. That's it. Nobody else. I don't like camo jerseys. Um, And then the funny one, I, I, I said it, but now I'm, the, the more I think about it, the more I like it, is the Lafayette wannabes. And let me tell you why. <laughs> okay, so what does everybody always say about Lafayette? want to be Austin. It wants to be Austin, Texas, or it wants to be this. It wants to be this city, this city, this city. So you could play on that. And with the Lafayette wannabes, every jersey that you have could be modeled after another MLB team's jersey because you want to be a pro. That's what minor league baseball is. It's you want to make it up to the big leagues. So you could play off of how everybody always says Lafayette wants to be Austin and how these cats that are playing now want to be pros. So each year, like let's say one year you have, you know, white jerseys with blue pinstripes and you kind of look like the Yankees. The next year you kind of look like the Red Sox. The next year you kind of look like the Padres. Uh, and you never really have a set colorway. And the that's, du- that's honestly really, like, that's a fun idea. That's a fun idea. I, I thought about it in the car and I was like, that's stupid. But I, the more and more I think about like it. Like it's I'm- very stupid. Like if somebody came into like – a board of directors office and was like, this is what I want to do. Like, yeah. They would tell him no. And he would have to walk out. But like <laughs> us sitting here, like that's such a fun idea. That's so fun. Think about the marketing too. Like every year you get new you're stuff. You're going to have new stuff. People are going to be buying new jerseys. Cause they're like, Oh, and then we look like the athletics this year. Let's go. Imagine the collector's items Dude. Like, later down the road. Absolutely. Like, oh, you have the the year that they looked like the Royals? That's selling for $10,000. Yeah. Now. You got the – oh, dude, you got the Miami Marlins, but back when they were like orange, black, and yellow, you got that one? I got the new Miami Marlins. Let's go. Dude, I love it. I'm going to – I'm pitching this idea to the Lafayette Board of Directors. All right. You won. You won. I like that. I like winning. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um uh, you wanted to talk a little bit about. Uh, by the way, um, I don't. I have no idea how long we've been talking. No, I think this like, might be long. I think may... we were supposed to. Uh, the relaxed thing idea was supposed to be like you know that it was going to be a little shorter. But look, it's relaxed, so I don't care. That's yeah, we're thing. just kind of hanging out and talking. Yeah, now. Ex- exactly. Um, you wanted to discuss. Oh, what I was going to say. Uh, we're not going to be doing the the minor league segment where you know we. Unless you wanted to. No, I did it. Oh, you did it. Yeah. I didn't think you would do it. I'm uh, doing it after you now, though. So Josh is going to ask me the minor league teams in the in the relaxed fit episode. But we're also not going to do the baseball knowledge. Like I said, we're just sitting in here talking, um, just shooting the breeze. But you wanted to talk about the Aaron Rodgers thing. Yeah. Um, so he declined a two-year extension. Okay. That would – it would have kept him tied to Green Bay for the next five years, which I, I'm not going to say I'm surprised about it. I mean, I wouldn't want to live in Green Bay. No, I don't think many people do. (laughs) But that being said, I think that's one reason that a lot of Green Bay fans are going to feel so betrayed whenever he does leave because he's leaving. Yeah, I don't think he plays another down in Green Bay colors. Whether they force him to stay this year or not, I don't think he plays. No, if they force – dude, forcing a player to stay never works, okay? It's never worked in the history of any sport. If he wants to leave – let him leave. Get some picks out of him. Get You can trade him and get, you know, use the power. Well, is he a free agent, Sam? Or did he just decline an extension? He declined an extension. Okay. So trade him while you can. The worst thing that could happen is you let him become a free agent and you just get nothing out of the deal. Which is probably what's going to happen. Because and, it feels more like spite that they're keeping him there now. It's 100%. It's very messy over there. Yeah. 
And I, you know, I don't like Aaron Rodgers. Um, I love Aaron Rodgers. Yep. You and my mom will get along. She <laughs> hates him. And it, trust me, I just, I just, I've never been a big fan of his. Um, I've always thought he was kind of a, a wimp, uh, <laughs> or a crybaby. But uh, he, whoever gets him, they're getting a good quarterback. Um, I, I thought great quarterback. Okay, easy. You sound like Marcel with the Rams. Um, I th- uh, are, are you talking about um Jared Goff? <laughs> Dude, I'm so I feel so bad for that guy having to go play in Detroit. Um, but uh, Aaron Rodgers, whoever he goes to, will be better, probably a contender. I thought he was going to go to Denver, but I think John Elway came out and said I don't see him coming here. So it's going to be very interesting to see where Rodgers lands. Maybe the Saints? Not a chance. Yeah, well, I'm not even going to pretend like I can get my hopes up for that. <laughs> I thought about it for about 35 seconds whenever it first came out that he might be looking for a trade, and I was like, it's, it's not going to happen. I want him too bad for us to get him. Yeah. So. Uh, speaking of the Saints, isn't Michael Thomas out for a little while? Yeah, he got um, ankle surgery. Oh, so, that's and what a time to get it. Yeah, I'm a little confused why it was at the end of summer, right maybe before it, stuff. Maybe the problem just came up. Yeah. Or it, it got to the point where it was like, okay, now you really need surgery. Yeah, and I hope he gets well soon. Like, I thought the Saints were going to trade him, try to get a quarterback. I think it would have been more of a cap hit if we did trade him than keeping him. And I do, I want to keep him. You want to keep Thomas? Yeah. What about uh, Kamara? Even though running backs only have like a six-year lifespan in the NFL. You say that. How often does Kamara actually straight up run downhill? I have no idea. I don't watch the Saints. No, you're dumb. <laughs> but Kamara doesn't just straight up run downhill. He's not Nick Chubb. Okay. He's not getting the ball and running straight into the back of the line. Okay. Like, he does that. He does do that. Okay. Don't get me wrong. But it's – that's what they keep – that's what they kept Mark Ingram for. Then when Mark Ingram left, that's what they brought in Latavius Murray for. Okay. Kamara is used – as kind of a safety blanket for the quarterback. Hmm. Well, I mean, he's a great running back. Don't get me wrong. He is. I love him as a running back. But as just a sheer, like, hand it off and run straight through the line, he can do it. But that's not his job. That's not his job. Okay. His job is – He's taking, like, sweeps and he takes tosses. Sweeps. He takes tosses. He takes screens. He's incredible with screens. He's incredible he's, getting the ball I mean, the kid's five extremely yards. fast. Right. Getting the ball five yards from the line, just a quick little dump-off pass, n- seven times out of ten, Dude, it might be a first down. you can kill an opposing team with those little dump passes. And that's what they do. It's, it's just death from a thousand cuts, man. That's what LSU always lacked was the ability to just little, little shot, little, you know, little screen routes, little post routes, you know, just little quick passes. Well, they that's all- what Jameis lacked. And that's one of the big things that Jameis lacked in – Tampa was that he didn't have someone to dump it off to. Who's you, you saw Brady struggle at the beginning of last season yeah. when he didn't have someone to dump it off to. Who, who's the starting quarterback going into this year for the Saints? Jameis. Really? I'll die on that hill. You think it's Jameis? A hundred percent. Not Taysom? No, not at all. Who's the? Is there a third one, or is it just Taysom and Jameis? There's a third one. If Ian Book, maybe? Ian Book, Ian something. Notre, I think he was from Notre Dame. He got drafted to the Saints. Yeah, way late. It was like way. Late. I think it was like a safety blanket. But but book book's not gonna. He'll he'll be like um. Oh, what was his name? Flynn probably Matt Flynn, who just bounced around from team to team, but right. got a lot of money doing it. 
Um, he's going to be the Chase Daniel type that we had for years that just – Dude, this this ex- We had Chase Daniels. We had um, one of the McCown boys. Oh, yeah, I think was so. Was it Luke? It may have been. Josh. Which one was better? Josh. Then it was Luke. Okay. <laughs> that that wasn't supposed to be a dig at um, Luke. It was just yeah. Josh, I know what you Josh mean. went and had a more of a substantial career than yeah. He's also the guy we had. played for like fifteen teams. Right. I'm pretty sure. It, I don't know if it was him or Fitz Magic, but I think it was Josh McCown, where his daughters and their friends like went to school one day for like Jersey Day, and they all had a different jersey of every <laughs> team he's played for, and it was like fifteen jerseys. They had to get more friends for it. Um, but uh, man, this just this excites me now that we're kind of getting in the football oh, like time wait. period because, dude, we get it. We I can't wait to talk about who's going to start at L- the quarterback for LSU, um, Max Johnson or Miles Brennan. Uh, you know, now that T.J. Finley left, T.J. Finley had a couple good games, but I I never saw him as a quarterback. T.J. To me, he was built like a tight end. I thought that that was going to be where he could shine, but he transferred to Auburn. I don't think he'll get the starting position there either. Who do they have right now at Auburn? Bo Nix, I think. Oh, uh, yeah. Or is he at – no, he's at Auburn. He's not at uh, Ole Miss. Um, Ole Miss is supposed to be really good this year. Um, LSU is getting better and better with recruiting quarterbacks. My little cousin, in fact, Walker Howard, is committed to LSU. He plays at STM. His dad was Jamie Howard, played for uh, LSU as well. Great quarterback. Um, Walker is a stud. I think he's going to be exceptional at LSU, and that's just me being a little uh, – a little biased. A little biased because he's a family, family member. But I, I, he's a great quarterback. He plays at SDM now. He's won a state championship. You can go watch his stuff. I mean, the kid's incredible. Um, I, I'm, I'm really looking forward to this LSU season. I'm really looking forward to a full season, not 10 games. And I think, uh, I think LSU – I saw a quote the other day. I forget who it was from. But they could either win the national championship or go 6-6. Six and six. Like, that's the range of what LSU can do this season. And I am – Feels about right. I'm honestly. super pumped for it, dude. I didn't watch any games last season because it just didn't feel right. And I'm not gonna lie, I still kind of had a hangover from the national championship season. Um, I'm so ready for it. I'm taking off work. UL don't schedule me. Benny's don't schedule me. I am watching some dang LSU football games this year. And you know what? I'm gonna watch some UL games too because they're really good and they'll probably go undefeated again. You know, I I know you and Marcel touched on it one time, but I think UL might be due for a for a conference change. I yes, they should. I think they should move up to um, Conference USA. But if they can, you know, continue to show that they can win twelve games, they may be looking at the American Conference and going into a Power Five. Let's do it. I'm uh, watch. I'm gonna look up the American Conference like right now. They're not that. There, there's no team in there that really stands out to me that would be able to, you know, handle UL. Um, and UL is, I mean, just exceptional at football lately with, uh, oh, my, why am I drawing a blank on his name? Our head coach. Uh, Billy Napier. Billy Napier, man. I, and I think him staying really helped, too, um, in, in bringing some notoriety to UL. And he's really building a great program here in Lafayette. But if you look at the American teams – Okay, you got Temple, no. UConn, no. Uh, South Florida, no. UCF, the fake national champions, they've really fallen off after Scott uh, Scott Frost has left. ECU, but guess who you also get if UL joins American? Tulane. Tulane. Is American still a, a power five? Yeah, it has to be. 
No, huh? I'm not sure. Let's see. It has to be one of the Power Five, because it used to be the, um, oh, what was the American before it became the American Conference? It it was like with Louisville, UConn, and all those teams. And UConn's in a Power Five. ACC, Big Ten, Big 12, Pac-12, SEC. ACC, Big Ten, Pac-12, Big 12. So, no, it's not a Power Five. Well, they I remember playing on, like, um, NCAA football, and they had an automatic bid to a bowl game. What right, was that? Was what seven years ago? When the well, last maybe they're not—they're not a Power Five now, but they used to be. Right. Oh man, this is gonna kill me. I gotta look up what was the American Conference before it was the American Conference—the Big East. Oh, okay. The Big East when they had West Virginia. Um, they yep. were a Power Five. Okay. But, or it used to—it wasn't the Power Five then, but they were a—you know—a BCS uh, qualifying conference. But I, I think UL could move into that easily. I think they could too. And I, even if they go in and suck for five years. They wouldn't, though. They wouldn't. But even if they did. Dude, imagine how much fun it would be a UL Tulane rivalry every week. Or, um, every game. Or, <laughs> every year. <laughs> every year. Man, relaxed fits. They'll get you. Um, it would be incredible. I would, that would love be an, it. Because uh, there is no Louisiana in-state rivalry besides ULL and ULM. And Whoa. Whoa. You might want to watch that. Don't you ever say ULL again. They'll, they will kill you down here for that i call them ooh la la <laughs> university of louisiana at lafayette u-l-a-l-a they really like that one um but i what am i saying i i go to ul so um and no but ulm versus ul it's not even a game anymore ul just waxes them every year yeah in, in every sport really um yeah they it's it's really not even a contest anymore no it's it's, it's not it's, it's boring. It is boring. It is. It's extremely boring. I think you. I feel like they really hate us, but we yeah. don't really care about them. No, it's kind of like LSU and UL. Yeah, LSU doesn't care about us. No, they, but UL gets the better of them. They didn't these, these past couple of years, but in baseball, right. UL's been you know nipping at LSU pretty good or pretty well. But um, I would love to see UL move to the American Conference. Get to play Tulane, UConn, Temple. Uh, UCF, USF, that that would be some great games, and I think that could really put Napier on the map as well as putting UL on the map. Because if he moves in, if you know, UL would move into a conference like that, and he's still putting up great seasons, dude, you could put him in line for an LSU job. You could put him in line for an Ohio State job, Clemson, if Dabo ever leaves, but he won't. I mean, even if he stays and just continues to build this program, in he could get to a point that he could go literally anywhere or he could just stay and become the greatest coach in UL history and he may he, he may be that now he, yeah he might be i mean but I, I can't think of an, another time where UL was this dominant in football no i mean i i hope he stays hope he stays forever um and makes UL but you know brings him up and you know put puts a, put him on the map where they should be, where I say where they should be, where they could be. Um, he's a fantastic coach. We've seen that. He knows how to lead a team, and I think he could really, him and that UL team could really make some noise in a bigger conference. I believe it. All right, man. Anything else we want to talk about? I, I can't really. Let me really, check what I sent you earlier. I can't really think of else. anything, man. These relaxed fits. Like I said, I, I usually. Oh, big thing that's happening today. The Olympics? the Olympics are starting. Oh, yeah. Nobody watches the Olympics. Yeah, nobody watches them. But they're starting. And the women's USA team lost the first game. Of 
the the so it's they have a soccer tournament. Oh, okay. So soccer for the Olympics, men's soccer is it's not they don't care. No big names are going because no. they have the World Cup and the Euro. Right. But for women's sports, it is huge for uh for women's soccer. Like this is the women's um Olympic soccer tournament and then the women's World Cup. That's their two big tournaments. So it's I I forgot who USA lost to, but man, they they took it on the chin the first game. Yeah, which that's is, not a good look coming out the gate. No, it's it's really not. And they're easily the best women's team year in and year out, and they're probably one of the better teams in general, men or women's. But uh, they lost the first game, man. And um, I mean, that's all I care about in the Olympics is the soccer. I I do like watching the gymnastics every now and then. I'm not gonna sit there and like watch it all day. Like I would have fo- like football on Sundays. I'll sit there. I'll get up. I'll I'm more watch of a, uh, the entire day, but I'm more gymnastics is fun. Winter Olympics is fun, but yeah. gymnastics, diving, and Whatever. some of the track and field events just isn't like. Didn't they add skateboarding? I know there was talks of adding skateboarding into the Olympics. I'm not sure, dude. That would be awesome. Skateboarding should be an Olympic sport. I mean, if fencing is an Olympic sport, I don't know if they would pass all the drug tests. <laughs> <laughs> Come on now, man. Nobody, nobody's passing them anymore. I mean, uh, what, what? The girl who ran at LSU, Shikari. Shikari. Uh, look, it's it's really weird that you Sweden, know, by the way, is who they lost to. Sweden. It's really weird that so many states are um, legalizing marijuana, yet you can still get suspended for it. Um, also, I did find this out today. The NFL said that they're not forcing anybody to get vaccinated, but. If your team has to like cancel a game because of the you know coronavirus and some of your players weren't vaccinated, it's an automatic loss. Yeah, I did see that, and it's and a, a loss for every game until your team is healthy again. Right. So they're not forcing you to get vaccinated, but, but they are they're forcing you to get vaccinated. Which I, I saw DeAndre Hopkins was upset about it. Yeah, I, I he was he said I'm not taking it. Um, he said he was questioning his future in the NFL yeah. in general because of this. It's it's strange, man. It's strange times. I don't think you should force anybody to take something that they don't want to take, you know? Um, but it, like I said, it's strange times. Uh, the NFL is clearly showing that we're not canceling – or if we have to cancel games, that's fine. We're not going to force you to take it. But we care about our money, and we're still playing a full slate of games. So, right. you know, your health – we don't care. We care about making money and putting games on TV. And, I mean, from a business perspective, I guess that makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. But, uh, yeah, that, that's the that's the big news in the NFL right now is that if your team has to cancel a game because you, or, you, know, you didn't get vaccinated and, you know, you got COVID or whatever, uh, your team, is, it's an automatic forfeit. It's not just we're rescheduling the game or we're not playing it. It's a forfeit. Um, well, quick question real quick. I know we haven't talked about it. What do you think of the 17-game season? With the extra bye week? Yep. I like it. I remember Pat McAfee saying something about it and the benefits of it. Um, look, it, it's 16 – or I'm sorry. Yeah, 16 games. That's a lot of games. And to only have one bye week is ridiculous. Um, you know, players – it's like baseball, man. Baseball is 162 games with – you get a couple off days here and there. It's all you got to give these players more breaks and more time to be with their family, and I think you know stuff like that. When you hear about players with like mental health issues, 
giving them breaks like that, the more and more breaks I think would help, you know, spend right. more time. Especially with... high-contact sports. Yeah. I mean, these guys are getting CTE every week. We can give them another week off, you know? We're also – they're staying with the 14 teams, seven from each side. In the playoffs? Yep. Uh-uh. So there's going to be three wild cards again. I think that uh, the NBA is going with the play-in tournament again next year. Interesting. Um, it must have done well then, huh? Yeah, I, I think a lot of people liked it. Um, so oh, yeah, we didn't talk about that either. The Bucks won, <laughs> <laughs> dude. I thought the Suns won. Like that's how little I care about professional basketball. It's just not interesting anymore. Yeah, basketball doesn't do it for me. But um, I did see that Giannis joined. Let's see. What was it, Michael? It was Michael Jordan and Hakeem. I don't want to say this wrong. Hakeem Olajuwon? Olajuwon. As the only <laughs> players in NBA history to win a regular season MVP, a finals MVP, and a defensive player of the year award. Mm, let's so, go Giannis, the Greek freak. He looks like he might be on pace to be a big name in basketball for a long time. Well, he, he already is a big name. Well, yeah, but <laughs> that's there's a lot of big names that pop up and disappear within yeah. a few years. Yeah, like Paul George. Paul George hasn't been Paul George in quite some time. Um, so it'll be interesting to see if Giannis I, is one of the few names that I know in basketball for I, a long time or if it's just yeah. this year. I think the league goes back to normal with, you know, no more super teams after LeBron leaves. Because it people, you know, they build their teams, like the Nets built their team to go to the finals, play the Lakers, and be able to beat LeBron with that, you know, lineup of all-stars they had. So I think once he's gone, more players are going to just – they're going to play for their team, you know, the team they got drafted to or their hometown team, whatever. And I, th- I think that will be the end of the um, the super er- the super team era. I hope so. Me too. I, I'll stop – I'll start watching it again. I mean, I probably won't, but for the sake of the sport, I know that I would hate it if every year what happened last year with the Bucks, just everybody flooding to one team, it, which – and I know, you're a Tom Brady guy. I am but a Tom Brady guy. It was – it felt cheap the way that team was built. Yeah. Th- that's another thing. Like, when you have so many stars and so many big personalities on a team, it usually doesn't work. No. Like, look when the uh, the Lakers had um, Carl Malone. And I think they, they had another uh, jazz player, I believe, with Kobe. And uh, maybe it was Shaq. I don't know. But it didn't work. Right. They made it to the finals. They lost. It was too many big personalities. You, you know. Like, to me, last year, the Super Bowl was the two super teams in the NFL, and one was built year by year, slowly being built to be a super team. No, the Chiefs were definitely built correctly. And then you look at the Bucks, and it was Tom Brady came, and then Gronk came out of retirement. AB came out and just appeared in the NFL again. Fournette went. They already had, and they already did. They were trending in a better direction than the Bucks usually were. But... It it just felt wrong the way that it happened because everything suddenly in one year there was no there was no year that suddenly that it was like oh the Bucks might it, the Bucks got year, better next year is the Bucks year yeah like there was never a next year it was this is we suck and then we're in the Super Bowl and we won it yeah it sounds like you're just upset that the Saints didn't win it I mean I would be upset but look it's no a, look it's, it. it's okay because I wanted the Bills to win when we got knocked out last year. Well, so look, I mean it, it's okay. 
to you know be a, a, a sour fan and hate Tom Brady. That's okay. Oh no, I've always I've hated Tom Brady for a long time. Yeah, look, that's okay. It that's, was before he was a buck though. So that's your choice. Fine. That's your choice. He's still the greatest of all time. He ain't losing sleep over it. No, I I agree. Oh, that being said, one more thing. One more thing. All and right. And the recurring segments. I saw that some teams still want Deshaun Watson. Why wouldn't they? Oh, oh my, oh my God! I, <laughs> I completely blanked. I was, I was thinking DeAndre Hopkins. Um, wow, yeah. Uh, I, I, I haven't even like seen anything no, more come out about that. And I feel like that's weird. That is because weird. We haven't heard if it was proven false, if it was proven true, yeah. it, or anything. It's just suddenly. It disappeared, and then now it's back. Yeah, and I, I haven't feel like seen any news about that. Yeah, it felt like they were kind of, kind of just trying to push it under the rug, and then maybe well, I, I still think forget about it. Uh, there's still, you know, the theory that if it didn't happen, that Houston just released this to mess with Deshaun because he was trying to leave. Yeah, um, that that was a wow. That was like one of the first episodes of this podcast. That was crazy. But at this point, they're hurting themselves more than anything because he's still going to want to try to leave. I don't know. I mean, if, and if then what happened, they're going to get less picks or less stuff for him because teams are going to be like, this dude has sexual assault allegations. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not, not giving you my best players for this guy because he has that. So why, like, why would they want to tell people that? Just like, because if it comes out and it's proven true, then Houston's out of a quarterback. Yeah. So I, I just don't see. Well, the the thing is, if it's true, he's gone. He has to be gone. Right. Like. There was a um, there was an MLB player, Addison Russell. He was an outstanding player for the Cubs. He got in some hot water for like a, a I want to say it was assault, dude. I like saw a picture of him the other day. I was like, oh my god, I completely forgot you play baseball. And he was one of the best players in the world at that time. And then that happened. And I think he's playing in like the Mexican league now. So the same thing has to happen to Deshaun if this is true. He has to go. He can't come back. No, you can't, you know, be the NFL who's constantly saying how progressive they are, and then bring this, bring Deshaun back if that's true. But then again, if it's not true, his whole career is tainted now by right. this. Um, so it, I mean, it's just a sad because situation whether all around. It, if it's proven false, there's still going to be people that believe it to be true. Absolutely, and that he got a slap on the wrist maybe because he has money or because he's an NFL player or he's in the the limelight all the time. And I, I can't say I disagree with that. But that that stuff doesn't go away. No, it, it won't go away. Like, allegations like that, just because People of how People are still calling severe. Kareem Hart a kicker. Yeah, like, that's... That, speaking of, you know, assault, uh, I heard um, oh, the quarterback for not ben, not Big Ben, uh, uh, Has, Haskins? Dwayne Haskins? Yeah, didn't he get his teeth knocked out by his girlfriend? I have no idea. I didn't hear about that. The, the, he used to play for the uh, the Washington football team, and he got traded to Pittsburgh. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he got his, like, two teeth knocked out by his girl, which is... We're about to look this yeah, up. Yeah, I, I definitely saw that. Well, I, Dwayne Haskins' girlfriend is the third thing on Google. Yeah, so it's got to be that. What's happening between Dwayne Haskins and wife? Let's find out. Oh, wife? I thought it was just a girlfriend. Dwayne Haskins. Uh, just, just kind of chatter for a minute. Let me. Let me um, well, this out. I mean, how's everybody doing today? You ever seen that scene from Star Wars where Han Solo is uh, breaking into the uh, the Death Star and he's like, "Oh, we're fine." When the uh, Death Star command like calls in and he's like, "Is everything okay down there?" And he's like, "Oh, we're fine. We're everything's fine. Uh, we're good." How are you, man? This is this has been an interesting podcast. 
That's for it's sure. Been very interesting. We also, have... we can probably just edit that last part out. What last part? The the little chatter part. <laughs> <laughs> nah, man, keep it. It's the relaxed fit. People have to know uh, that you're right. We we literally came in here with nothing planned. I mean, absolutely nothing. Yeah, I looked up some stuff this morning when Blake told me he might not be able to make it because uh, he was he was too hungover. So uh, I just had a few adult beverages. <laughs> okay, it's been a long, long week and. To be fair, I had work at 6 a.m. yesterday and then went to Top Golf and played for three hours. Okay, so I was drained when That's I woke up swings. this morning. Yeah, uh, as great as I was hitting the ball at the beginning, that really tapered off and went down substantially within three drinks. Um, beverages, sorry. Three adult beverages. beverages. <laughs> Drink responsibly. Um, Are you both light? Uh, yeah. All right. Uh, th- Apparently, uh, all I'm finding is that she hit him and cut open his lip. I heard he, I heard he got his teeth knocked out. Yeah. Well, we're running out of time. So. Uh, all right. So lay on uh, the minor league teams for me because I guarantee you I get this right. All right. So I intentionally made this a little difficult because I know that you've been looking at the list to right. to get Marcel and then me. All right. So we have the Lehigh Valley Lugnuts. Lehigh Valley Lugnuts. We have the New Hampshire Wind Surge. Okay. And then we have the Everett Aqua Sox. Okay, so, no, all three of those teams are real teams. I've definitely heard the Aqua Sox. No, yeah, I, I mixed uh, oh, locations. Oh, you. Mixed locations and, and team names to make this especially difficult because I know he's been looking at the list because okay. he doesn't know all these off the top of his head. Okay, Just so, break wait. the fourth wall a little bit. Lehigh Valley, that's the Iron Pigs. That's not the Lug Nuts. Lansing is the Lug Nuts. Um, you see? Uh, what was the other two? New Hampshire Wind Surge. Wind Surge. And that, the Everett Aqua Sox. It's the Everett Aqua Sox. Wind Surge, it, it was a team that was recently rebranded, but it wasn't in New Hampshire. It was. Are you sure? Uh, tick tock, tick tock. <laughs> I'm sticking with the Everett Aqua Sox. You are correct. I knew it. The Wind Surge is a team in the West, I want to say. Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Look, I, I was going, I was just going through and picking the ones that will like sound the best together. Well, as soon as you said. The Lug Nuts, I was like, okay, I've definitely heard that team before. And then you said Wind Surge, and I remember that was a team I think I put on here. For you one might of, have. I didn't go back I and think that was one of the, the first teams, like the one of the first episodes we did was the, the, the Wind Surge. I don't remember where they were from. Um, I actually may have it in my notes. Let me see. Let me, let me look. Let me look right quick. Uh, let's see. Let's see. No. Okay, I deleted it. But anyway. Hang on, we'll see, we'll see, what was it, which one, Wind Surge? The Wind Surge. talking about? Yeah. The Wind Surge is from Wichita. Wichita? Wichita, I guess, yeah. <laughs> no, it's Wichita. Oh, come on. All right, well, everybody, this has been something, that's for sure. Um, Thanks for tuning in to the Relaxed Fit. Thanks for Hope tuning in to the Relaxed Fit and us just kind of rambling. I think we talked longer than we did on a normal one. I mean, there's no way for you to really comment on this, but if, if you like this one a little better, let us know. Text Josh personally. Text me. Text Blake. Don't text Swipe me. up on the stories. Whatever. <laughs> you know, just, just contact us somehow. All right, guys. Peace out.